There are two kinds of givings that are taking place in the church today, which are not supposed to be. We, most of the churches, I'm telling you, most of the churches are giving according to the law, according to the Levitical law, according to the, the law that Moses gave, that Jesus fulfilled, and we are not under that law. That law is past, it's obsolete, it's gone, it's waste, it's no more. I'm not saying it's waste, but it is gone. Jesus fulfilled it. By keeping it, you are wasting your time. That's what I meant. Nothing is going to come out of it except bondage, condemnation, disease, sickness, infirmity, suppression, depression, demon, possession. Nothing is going to happen. And another way of giving is grace giving. Law giving, grace giving. Grace giving is out of love, out of compassion, out of gratitude, out of grace, out of you know, uh, willingness, thankfulness. That is the dispensation that we are under and grace giving. Under grace, we are basically saying, Lord, what's up Lord? How can I give? How can I do this Lord? I want to give it, please, Lord, out of gratitude. I mean, you're looking for ways to give. And how do we give? 2 Corinthians 9, chapter 9 talks about it. We, we, we read these also in the, in the churches. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 7, 6, 7 onwards. Now remember this, he who sows sparingly, will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously, that blessing may come to others, will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one who, whose heart is in his gift. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have an abundance in every good work and act of charity. And it is written and it keeps going on. It makes, he gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. The end of verse 9. When you give, when the person, he, the benevolent and generous person, scattered abroad, he gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who provides seed to the sower and the bread to the food for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing, that is, your resources and increase your harvest for your righteousness, which shows itself in active goodness. Hallelujah. Keeps on going. Generosity, thankfulness. How this giving is related to righteousness. 
can you see this when god is saying under grace god is saying that we reap bountifully okay god is saying that don't sow sparingly so generously how much ever you can give it the principle is giving to god with thankful hearts not grumbling not grudging not compulsion this was all under the law compulsory in the law you have to give and when they were giving they were like oh my goodness you know i am so sick but i am still giving nothing is happening grudgingly and when we are under the grace of god we give it lovingly and what is going to happen when we give lovingly we see in this uh, verse 9 he says as it is written when and forever return and forever remain he the benevolent and generous person scattered scattered abroad he gave to the poor his righteousness endures forever this is the old testament uh, scripture that is talking about but it is talking about the righteousness enduring forever even in verse uh, 10 if you see and uh, in, in the second part of uh, uh, the verse uh, he who provides seed for the sower and bread for the food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing that is your resource and increase the harvest of your righteousness what is happening increasing the harvest of your righteousness you want to live righteous you want to become more like jesus give giving makes you righteous giving makes you blessed multiplication you, the giving the seed after seed after seed multiplies okay increase the harvest of your righteousness which shows itself in active goodness kindness love you will be enriched in every way producing thanksgiving to god from those who benefit brothers this is you know purposing in our heart not with grudge not with uh, uh, you know sparingly whatever god has given to you you pray about it ask the lord lord what do i do how can i do it second corinthians 8 12 it talks about for if the eagerness to give is there it is acceptable according to what one has not according to what he does not have <laughs> we keep taking a loan and this and that and we you know that's not god is asking you acceptable according to what one has not according to what he does not have grace giving is an honor giving we get spiritual harvest it's a sign of the high priest of melchizedek blessing it's a sign of abraham you know coming to god and out of thankfulness you are blessed you bless god you give to god it demonstrates that god had you know jews then in the law it demonstrated that it was inferior to what god was talking about uh, you know about abraham with grace the law becomes inferior god was saying that i am more than enough el shaddai god revealed to abraham that 
he is more than enough he is a god of el shaddai the most high god jehovah the lord that's where in the scriptures if you see genesis 14 uh, uh, god was talking uh, abraham was talking you know where he met the lord the most high god the god more than enough el shaddai priest of the most high god talking about a king priest of the people they were they were gentiles connected to god brothers in the old testament just yes, i'm repeating from the previous episodes i want to tell you here gentiles we all thought that only abraham was the um you know first guy who believed in god no before abraham was there was a city salem where we get jerusalem peace the city of peace there was a king not from abraham's seed before abraham there were people a city was there a place was there a priest was there a king was there and that king was melchizedek and the priest was melchizedek his people were worshiping the most high god and he was fulfilling the passover the jesus's emblems bread and wine that jesus did on the day that he was going to be betrayed the last supper brothers there were gentiles connected to god even in we saw you know romans 1 18 19 20 we saw you know gentiles we may be thinking that you know there are no many people god is speaking to people all over the world and people are worshiping not knowing who they are worshiping but god has put that instinct that quickening that spirit in them he he is writing before the foundation of the world when they create when he created he is writing on their hearts who is god how would people know in the jungles where the gospel is not reached how do people know what is right what is wrong to do nobody has taught them you know how did they know because it's written in their hearts that's what romans 1 18 19 20 is talking about they know the 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 guy who says there's no god the gays that people say adam and steve you know sita gita whatever they're all the people trying to make laws you know we can do this we can do that we can do that it's wrong yes god has returned the law in gentiles god has written his laws his goodness his mercy his grace upon the law upon the hearts of gentiles before abraham there was this king melchizedek city of people not through abraham's descendants god uh, god connected through a different priesthood priesthood of grace in the new testament the significance is that we are not going the new covenant significance is that we are not going to the Jew, jewish road through the jewish road we are going through the road where melchizedek traveled where abraham traveled the priesthood of jesus the first time when melchizedek showed up in chapter 14 of genesis there were people on the earth relationship with god that were worshiping the true and the living god hallelujah the priest that that 
doesn't even know Abraham. That's the first time Abraham uh, got in on the in, you know the Gentile priest operation. They were not Jewish people. The Jewish thing started after you know the the Moses, uh, Joseph, Jacob, you know all that stuff, Egypt, and and Abraham came under a priest that doesn't even know Abraham. Abraham got in on the Gentile priesthood. Even though there was a Jewish priest that was yet inside of Abraham, not yet born still, Paul brings that up. Knows Paul knows how awesome Abraham was. Thinking how Melchizedek might be, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, the, the, the priest, how he is resembling Jesus, the perfect, the only guy. Imagine, think, if Abraham bowed himself to this Gentile priest, how greater was this Gentile Melchizedek priest who was worshipping the Most High God. Paul is saying that Christ is the High Priest of our world, not just one tribe. The Levitical guys, you know, Aaron was only for one tribe and the entire world was gone in the wind. But there were people who were worshipping the Most High God. Exactly. There were people who believed the Most High God. Remember Rahab in Jericho? She believed in God and she said, Hey guys, remember me when you come to take this city. And God protected her. Likewise, there were so many people all over the world worshipping the Most High God. And Abraham was present in that Gentile time under the Gentile priesthood of Melchizedek, worshipped and bowed down, who was under grace. And how much more should we bow down to this God who is... Uh, given his son to the whole world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall never perish but have everlasting life. The Gospel of John 3.16. What a wonderful verse. Brothers and sisters, tithing is existing in the Gentile priesthood and in the Jewish priesthood. But different Jewish priesthood, it was done as a command, as a law and had, a, had consequence, not the Gentile priesthood. Gentile priesthood, Abraham was not asked or summoned to come and give the tithes. <laughs> yes, willingly, out of thankfulness. If we are teaching tithing, under the law principles, we are basically leading people into sin and more sin because where there is law, law makes sin more stronger and stronger and stronger and law is inferior in front of grace. Grace is superior. Thankfulness, love. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about love. Nothing can beat love. Only love is the answer for the world today, full of hate. There was a song in 80s, 90s, only love is the answer for the world today. 
Yes, brothers and sisters, the Gentile priesthood of Melchizedek, out of thankfulness, out of love, we have to come, not out of fear, not out of bondage. Because Abraham's time was an indication, okay, was, was not indication of fear. If you don't pay tithes, you know, something would happen. But with love, Abraham came and he paid his tithe. It's the purest form of giving that could ever happen. Tithing, you know, they were all spiritually dead. Abraham, Jacob, they were all spiritually dead people, spiritually dead in the sense they were not born again like us, you know. Uh, no Holy Spirit in them. But Abraham knew that that honor he gave with joy and thankfulness under grace. He gave it to the king of righteousness, king of peace. Salem, Melchizedek means a king of righteousness. Salem is Jerusalem, king of peace, a city of peace. Remember, God has called us. God has given us life. God's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 17 is talking about that. Melchizedek, righteousness, peace. And Abraham comes and gives with happiness, with thankfulness, with joy. Can you see, brothers, the grace of God? Romans 14, 17, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is the kingdom of God. God was talking about the kingdom of God. Genesis chapter 14, Salem, much before the king of Salem, there were people worshipping the most high God. People were worshipping and this Melchizedek was the king of righteousness, peace and when, when people came to Melchizedek serving him with joy, with happiness, with thankfulness and that is the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. City and people worshipping God completely independent of what was going on with Abraham. Nobody. Abraham came, but before that, people were worshipping God most high. Hallelujah. What a truth to know. The church doesn't preach this. The church does not know. We need to sit and be in the presence, humbly in the presence of God, learning things. The Lord will teach us. I was not like this. The word changed my life drastically. I sit every day in the presence of Lord, couple hours every day. Even if I get up in the night time, whatever, I turn my YouTube, I turn my phone on and put it on and keep listening and I go back to sleep, get up again and rewind that thing and listen to it, go to the restroom, listen to it, take a bath, put it on the speaker, listen to it, have quiet time, read the Bible. Brothers, the word, the grace and truth will change your life. The word became flesh to me and dwelt in me. That flesh came into me by his spirit and changed my life. Unless you have the word of grace, the gospel, the good news of grace of Jesus, the grace that was existed much before the Jewish nation existed, much before any Jew existed, 
how did pharaoh know pharaoh was <laughs> you know pharaoh took abraham's uh, wife sister not wife sister but abraham said this is my sister because he was scared that he would be killed if if god appeared to pharaoh who was not a jewish person he appeared in a dream pharaoh took his wife away and actually you know because he lied you know we tell if you lie god will not speak to you god will not blah 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 abraham spoke a lie pharaoh took his wife and here pharaoh has a dream from god who is not a jewish who is not a follower or whatever if god is speaking to pharaoh we keep coming out with all these theologies you know god is a supernatural he does impossible mighty great wonderful things they did not know jehovah at all but he appeared to pharaoh and said you are a dead man by morning if you touch this lady you know they knew el elion the most high god el elion babylonian kings had dreams gentile kings had dreams from god I remember daniel shadrach meshach abednego babylonian kings heard from god the, he is the god of the whole earth he created human beings god said a seed in abraham all the nations will be blessed because of abraham all nations will be blessed he put a seed seed of grace in you the gospel of grace to all nations they will worship the living and the true god in spirit and in truth all nations they will worship god brothers and sisters like like how abraham worshiped god how people worshiped god the seed of abraham though it was <laughs> you know a small family a little seed the small family god said i am opening up everybody in the world will see the grace of god the gospel of grace in all nations the ends of the earth will be blessed abraham yes your blessings the blessings of grace the law will be inferior i am going to bring back grace because of what i have promised i am going to bless the nations and i will do it hallelujah